welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined by Rob Casty. Rob, how are you doing today? Great. It is my favorite week of the year. I enjoy the Red River Shootout. It's my favorite rivalry. A bunch of drunk Midwesterners running around the Texas State Fair eating fried Oreos and doing beer bongs. Could there be anything better? I'm sorry, Rob. We're going to have to start over because you called it a shootout. That's offensive. It's not yeah. called that anymore. Excuse remember? Me, the Red River Rivalry. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, the beer bongs and the fried Oreos are still there, so it doesn't matter what you call it. I cannot wait for so many people to tell me about other fried foods they have there, Rob. They do different stuff every year. Now it gets crazier and crazier. Yeah, it's yeah, so I've heard. Hopefully, podcasts will devote entire episodes to them instead of talking about actual football. That would be ideal for me. I, I have uh, been to the game one time. I would highly recommend anybody listening to this. You know, obviously, I'm not a fan of any school especially either of those schools but even if you have no rooting interest in this game and you live in the proximity of this game to get there uh even if you don't go in just to kind of hang out <laughs> and, and kind of just take in the atmosphere it's definitely worth it any state fair is worth going to in my opinion uh, yeah and then when I, you mix in the drunk football fans uh, all <laughs> hate each other it gets even better so i don't know you, you i'm sure you've eat, you've eaten a lot of food in your days have you ever had like one of these fried oreos that is one thing i have never done i always see it i see it most in advertised on fremont street in las vegas when i'm out there i've never done it it just doesn't appeal to me i don't like oreos to begin with so frying an oreo uh doesn't i mean it's not that i dislike oreos i just don't they don't move the needle for me well, you were saying you wanted to come to Oreo Fest. What happened? Yeah, I mean, because I, I like the concept of, of a giant taste testing smorgasbord. You know, it would be better if it was Croquetta Fest or something. I don't hate Oreos. I'm not repulsed by them. But I'm not going to pay money to, to have one fried and eat it. I just That's not going to happen. So any of these fried foods like that, Twinkies, whatever, when they hit you, I've had them. And when you eat them, they it feels like you ate a brick. Like it sits in your stomach. It's clearly like it crosses the line from like this is food that's not supposed to be consumed by humans. <laughs> and this is from a guy who can eat a lot of junk food and eat anything or whatever. I'm telling you, when you eat one of those, it really ruins your day. So it's, it seems like fun. I would uh, advise on passing on any of those uh, fried uh, whatevers. Uh, we, we were going to pick games, but Rob decided he wanted to do an entire episode where he weighs in on the China NBA issue. So <laughs> yeah. uh, Rob, I'll feed the floor to you. That's really what I'd like to talk about today. You know? I'm sure that's what everybody wants to hear too. Oh, so, so you don't want to say so you're being silenced by China. You don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a message from Adam Silver on my Gmail. <laughs> totally knock it off. Uh, no comment. All right. So uh, we're going to move right into the games. Last week, Rob went 9-7 and seven to improve his record on the year to 45-41-2. Back on track, Rob. Yeah, I had to dig out of a hole this year. But I think if I can finish above 500 this year on the podcast, that'll be three straight years, right? Yeah, you're always quality when it comes to picks. I, on the other hand, uh, am not. I went 5-11 and 11 last week. After being above 500, I go two straight losing weeks. I'm now 39-47-2. So, boy, it's going to take me a while to dig out of that hole uh, if it's even possible. So No, but it's nice that we're the accountability podcast. You know? That's right. You know, I, like I said, we, we hear other podcasts. They don't want to make picks. They want to, Or they make picks, and then the next week they just pretend like they didn't. And uh, they don't tell you how they did. So, so yeah, we, we definitely hold ourselves accountable. All right. Let's jump right into it. Let's start with the Friday night games, actually, um, uh, because this is probably when a lot of people will be listening to this. Virginia traveling to Miami and is somehow a two-point underdog, despite Miami starting its backup quarterback and Virginia 
dominating Miami when they played last year. So, I guess if you're trying to understand the line, it's Bryce Perkins hasn't been very consistent this year. He's been shaky, especially on the road. I don't know. I don't get the line either. I'm taking, you know, I'm taking the Cavaliers. I, I, maybe, you know, when these fishy lines happen, though, this is usually how I get bit. Miami will probably win by 30 now. <laughs> but I just can't see it. I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I got to trust my gut here. I'm taking Bryce and I'm taking the Cavs. But you're not going to make it the lock of it. See, that's when you've gotten bit. It's like when you – Did I did I get bit on the lock of the century? I did. What, what it was uh, – I picked, picked uh, Auburn. Auburn. The lock of the century. <laughs> and then when you picked – when you picked BYU, uh, when you picked uh, USC to beat BYU in the lock of the century, remember? Yeah, I'm 0-2 on locks of the century. I'll come up with one this week for you, but that's not it. I've got one later. So when these two teams played last year, excuse uh, it was 16-13, to so they didn't blow them out. But Nikosi Perry had one of those games where it was like it became, it became clear. It was like, are they going to be able to stick with this guy at quarterback? He – or was Malik Rozier and him play? Let me look. Perry was three of six for 20 yards and two interceptions. And then Malik Rozier was 12 of 23 for 170 and an interception. So wasn't he come, wasn't Perry coming off some kind of Instagram scandal at the time where <laughs> something had happened. Like there was a video of like him performing an act. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't really remember something happened. I can't remember. Uh, so I'm going to take Virginia too. I, just based on everything in my mind says that, they're gonna. I know Miami's gonna win some games at some point, maybe, but I just feel like Perkins. Perkins had three picks in that game last year too. It was super ugly. So uh, I'm gonna go with Virginia. Uh, they're just playing much better. Um, another boy. It's it's fishy season. Colorado traveling to Oregon. Oregon, a 21 point favorite on a Friday night game at home. How Rob? How and why? Uh, Lackford and I spent a lot of time making fun of Oregon's offense on the, the Sunday show. Okay, Oregon has scored against Power 5 opponents this year, 21, 21, and 17. How are they favored by 21? When was the last time they won a Power 5 game by 21 points? I mean, you definitely have to go back to last year. Yeah, let me let me check. I'm gonna look at that. I'll look up that while we're talking. But I mean, it seems like it's been a long so, time. And it also seems like they kind of have a – game where they crap the bed once a year uh i'm gonna take the buffs i like the wide receiving core i like montez let's yeah let's take the buffs. so that last year they beat oregon state 55 to 15 in uh does oregon state really count as right. a five team though? yeah they, they last year they did score more than 21 on a lot of occasions uh when they played uh, they didn't play colorado last year so you're going to take Colorado. I am going to actually do the opposite. I'm going to take Oregon completely <laughs> against all judgment because somebody knows something that we don't know, Rob. I don't know what is the, I don't know what's going on here, but I mean if you look at the trends, I mean money is pouring in on Oregon. Uh, big money while well, most of the bets are on Colorado, which leads me to believe, like I said, somebody knows something about something. And uh, definitely Something's definitely fishy. So, all right, moving on. Uh, speaking of uh, the Red River uh, rivalry, I would say, say they're going to have to change the name to like the – is Red River offensive too? Because <laughs> 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 kind of sounds like blood. Um, Oklahoma and Texas, the, they play this one every year. Oklahoma, a 10.5-point favorite. Kind of a high line for, for a game that, you know – 
I feel like it's going to be a lot of back and forth scoring. I'm going to take Texas, even though I, I feel like Oklahoma has a potential to blow them out. I feel like either Oklahoma's going to win close or they're going to blow them out. I don't see Texas winning just because there's so many injuries on defense. So I'm going to take Texas. I, you know, this game is always close. Like last year it wasn't Oklahoma won by like 12 or something, but the years before that, it's been like five points or less. I think going back to 20, let me look here. Going back to 2013. So Texas won 36 to 20 in 2013. And then the next few years, 31, 26, 24, 17, 45, 40, 29, 24, 48, 45. I, I think this game will be close. I, I, I could see Texas winning outright. I, I think Hertz is due for a bad game. I read a stat where nobody has dropped a pass, <laughs> a Jalen Hurts pass yet this year. Uh, so I guess that's the football equivalent of you know batting average when balls in play. Give me, give me, give me the horns to keep this close and maybe win out. Yeah, uh, boy, I mean, Oregon's Oregon's offense might be different if they had a similar stat here <laughs> because I feel like you know last year they led the country in drops. I think and this year it's been uh, very similar so far. Boy, tickets as low as three hundred and thirty dollars. So you're paying three thirty just to get in the stadium there. Yeah, and the best part is you don't have to get in. Just go down there and enjoy the drunk Midwesterners. It's, it's the greatest game. I know, like, the last few years I was living down in Florida, like, people would be like, oh, you come to the UCF game, and I would show up, go to the tailgating, and then leave uh, and go watch games. So it's definitely the way to go. People make a really big deal out of the cocktail party. I have not been there, but if it's anything like the Red River game, I need to make my way up to Jacksonville. It's not called that anymore either, is it? That's offensive. No, I think it's still the cocktail party, isn't it? <laughs> no, we, or no, excuse me, it's the world's largest outdoor party now. They yeah, we, we definitely had this discussion last year where there was like some debate over. I kind of would like to see that game go back to like a home and home. Um, but we can save that for when that week comes around. Uh, speaking of Georgia, uh, they are playing South Carolina and they are 24-point favorites. They kind of you know let Tennessee hang around last week, looked a little sloppy. I'm told uh, sources close to me say that South Carolina's having injury issues. Holinsky might be hurt now, and they might have to go down to the third stringer. I'm going to take South Carolina because if they do start the third stringer, which would be to carry on Joyner, I think he just kind of brings a different aspect. He's you know very talented at uh, running around and stuff like that, and that may keep it close. Georgia wins easily, but uh, I like South Carolina to cover the 24. What, what's, what's the number? 24, 24 sorry. Oof. I don't know. Give me the dogs. I think after I too much talent. I think after whatever happened last week, they were slow starters. Uh, obviously, they still covered, which of course they did. Uh, but they started slow. I don't see that happening again. I think they'll be out for blood. Give me Fromm and company to cover that. All right, uh, Michigan traveling to Illinois. Michigan a twenty-two point favorite. Uh, I'm just going to say it real quick. I think we're both taking Illinois. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, this is an Oregon situation again. Like, Illinois can score a little bit. I've seen, I've watched them play a few times, and I just don't see Michigan beat anybody by 22. Sorry. Yeah. And I don't want to make this the Shea Patterson slander podcast. So you can just rewind. And anything I've said in the past about Michigan, I still mean. And I pick Illinois. I'll tell you what, I can't wait for Shea Patterson to have a Kyle Allen esque run and then be starting in the NFL. Uh, yeah, you know, that probably will happen to me. That's, you know. Think about it. Kyle Allen had his final year of college, had four touchdowns and four interceptions. <laughs> and now he's like 4 0 in the NFL as a starter. So. Yeah, for the record, I loved Kyle Allen as much as I disliked Shea. So for them both to be good, and not as people as his players, obviously, nothing personal. I mean, I 
I think Shea's a great kid. But for, for yeah, for Shea to have the Kyle Allen esque run would kind of even the universe, the universe evening things out, right? <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Memphis traveling to Temple. Memphis a five and a half point favorite on the road. This one, this one's a scary one if you're Memphis. I don't. Temple is a very good defense. They got a lot of guys left over uh, from the from the Jeff Collins era. And Memphis is, despite everybody loving Memphis. Uh, nobody actually watches them play. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so uh, I do think this is going to be a noon kickoff, 11 a.m. Central Time. Uh, Memphis on the road. Give me Temple five and a half five, uh, to cover five and a half. I like that. Yeah, this is this is in Philly. Temple is one of those teams like Navy for me that I just cannot figure out. I'll bet on them. I'll bet against them. I'll bet the under. I no matter what I lose, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really matter. And it's it's been going on for years now. Um, with those two schools in particular, yeah, I just don't think okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Temple too in Philly early game. Be a lot of jean shorts and angry people in the parking lot. I, I, yeah, give me yeah, give me the owls. Yeah, I just don't think I don't trust I don't trust Brady White. I'm sorry, he's up and down, and I know Memphis has a dynamic offense, but I just think uh, you know he can he can turn in a stinker every now and then. Uh, Alabama traveling to Texas A&M. A lot of controversy this week. I guess Kirk Herbstreet and the game day people were doing an Instagram live and it was some shots fired at Texas A&M. Uh, their fans are all fired up about it. Uh, I, guess, I guess he said that like, he said, I have always talks about Kyle Field and how hard it is to play there and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they ever, did they ever win any of these games? <laughs> <laughs> like there were some people saying that maybe you know because it was late at night maybe they had had some post game brewskis or whatever and uh he was firing off their mouth a little bit but like, yeah college football pundits would be more fun if they had to have five coronas before, <laughs> before they had to talk right maybe right exactly something. and i i uh I don't, it's why you and I don't ever do any Instagram live type content because it's a don't get fired situation because you can't even make jokes anymore without people getting offended. So um, I'll save that for our uh, for our Dave Chappelle podcast. <laughs> um, Alabama is a 17 point favorite. I'm taking Alabama. What do you think, Rob? Ugh. Kellen Mond is a riddle too. He's the temple of quarterbacks. You never really know what you're going to get with him. Do you? Um, I I'm going to take Alabama only because of the aforementioned feeling extra stupid when you bet against Alabama. I think if like, now I watched you and I both watched several games of Kellen Mond play in high school where he basically was a single wing uh, quarterback. I I would like to see, I would actually like to see Texas A&M go to that where they kind of right. Shorten the game. They don't, they, they, they've had all types of problems at running back. Let Mond carry the ball twenty-five times. Like let you know, I know you don't want him to get beat up, but he can. I can't think of the last guy like Mond that has looked so good at times and then just looked awful at other times. Mean, who was the last dude that was this inconsistent? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good maybe Kenny Hill. <laughs> well, Kenny Hill had one good game. <laughs> My mom has had more than Kenny one good Trill. Game. Um, yeah, Kenny Trill had one. Uh, all right, game. so we're both going to take Alabama. Florida State uh, traveling to Clemson. This line, we knew it would be high, but boy, 27 points uh, the Tigers are favored by. It's pretty high. I'm, I'm taking the Knolls. I think they've got enough offense to hang in this game to at least keep it within two touchdowns, right? Like, the, the defense is a problem. Clemson is going to score a lot of points. I think that 
Cam Akers and the, the offensive line can be good enough to allow Florida State to score here. Um, I, I will take the Knolls to cover. I don't think that it's going to be a particularly close game where they threaten to win the thing, but I, I got the Knolls in the points. All right. Um, yeah, I think – I think I'm going to go the same, even though I kind of don't want to. You know, I, I told you off the show that I ran into uh, Clemson wide receiver Amari Rogers at a football game last week during their bye week. And he told me that the team needed a rest. They were a little beat up and they were kind of worn out. They've been going at it for, you know, since since the beginning of August and that they feel refreshed. I do think, I think like one thing I think that works against these Florida teams sometimes, this includes UCF. Like the players like to talk so much <laughs> that sometimes I think they inadvertently like fire up their opponents more than they would be otherwise. Um, and I think Florida State's going to be doing a ton of talking. And I, I, I worry that Clemson could say like, hey, you guys all think we suck now. We're going to win 55 to 14 and Travis Etienne's going to have 300 yards rushing. I just think that Cam Akers will have a decent game and 27 is just so much. I could still see them winning like, you know, I don't know, 42 to 24 or something like that where it's comfortable. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to take Florida State begrudgingly. (laughs) All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, Michigan State traveling to Wisconsin. Michigan State. Only a ten and a half point underdog. Give me Wisconsin. Michigan State is the, the the worst good team in the country. They're four and two. They're hanging around the top twenty five. They allegedly have a good defense. I'm told, but uh, I think my my Heisman candidate Jonathan Taylor, I think gets gets loose on him. You know, I'll ride with you. It's hard to bet against Taylor right now. He has looked like a next level running back, like almost impossible to tackle. Uh, he's by far been the best player in the country. I think this year, the best offensive player in the country, maybe hurts stats wise, but I think if you watch them, I think that he's probably the best player there is. And I'm not going to bet against him. All right. Uh, Washington state traveling to Arizona state, a pick them. It's a pick them. Despite, uh, Arizona state being the number 18 team in the country, Washington state fired their defensive coordinator or he quit or whatever you want to say. Uh, this one seemed another flick I spent a full day on Twitter getting just crapped on for picking Arizona State to play in the Pac-12 title game <laughs> before the season started. And lucky, look, we may we may have a situation. On yeah, that. they're in the mix. Are you going to take the Wild or the uh, Sun Devils then, huh? No, I'm taking I'm taking the Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard you know, to see. Got a head here. Right, it's hard to see them losing three games in a row. Uh, it's it. I do find it weird when t- I did see it was. By the way, it's it's snowing in Spokane, so it's going to be a bit of a change for them to go down to uh, eighty nine degree weather. Uh, Tempe. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take Arizona State just because their defense is always good, and so, something's up with uh, something's up with Washington State. I know you know Mike Leach called his team a bunch of fat losers or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that may not be a direct quote. But uh, I don't know. Something, something is fishy going on with Washington State. So give me Arizona State. Um, yeah, I'll probably rue the day I bet against Herm here, but I'll, I'll take Leach. All right, more uh, AAC uh, bets. Cincinnati, number 25, traveling to Houston. They're seven and a half point favorites. So Rob Cassidy, lock of the century for the week. The, it's the Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah, Cincinnati uh, – Obviously, they beat UCF. Uh, their defense is really good, and I think that that's going to be able to carry them over uh, the dark horse uh, Heisman candidate, Dia Kingless, uh, Houston Cougars. Houston Cougars. 
there's a chance there won't be a podcast next week if Cincinnati loses, as I have to sell my laptop and microphone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're loading up on the Bearcats. This is the lock of the century. Uh, all right. They look so good against UCF, man, even in every facet of the game, especially defense. There's no way – nah, there's just no way Dana Holgerson's going to solve them. I agree. Their running back is pretty – Michael Warren's pretty good too. So um, Texas Tech traveling to Baylor. Baylor is my sleeper team of the year. For some reason, every single other podcast I listen to is obsessed with Iowa State. Like, ooh, it's Brocktober and – Oh, we love Iowa State's really good. It's like Iowa <laughs> Baylor is five and zero. Oh. start. This has been going on for a decade with Iowa State. I, I talk about it all the time, but it goes back as far as Paul Rhodes when everybody thought he was the greatest coach ever, and now where is he? <laughs> They're doing the same thing. Iowa State has never won ten games in the history of their program. That's just true. I, I don't, and for some reason, they're like some kind of darling every year. Where this is the year they're finally going to break through and win nine games. I don't, I don't. I've never gotten it. I, I give, give me the Bears. <laughs> they're minus eleven. It's a big number. This is. I know they're, they're also playing Texas Tech, not Iowa State. I've just. Oh. <laughs> I mentioned Iowa State because Baylor beat them, and everyone's still talking about how good Iowa State is. They're like, oh. Oh, Baylor, Baylor held them off. It's like, yeah, Baylor's undefeated. There was a point in time last year where people were talking about Matt Campbell being the head coach of Ohio State. That was a real thing that happened. Well, they, they think it's they, – people said it was going to happen if they didn't put in Ryan Day. Oh, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I I'll, I'll stop because before before I get fired by our Iowa State site for making fun of Iowa State, I'll I'll stop. Yeah, I don't know the. Uh, I don't hate Iowa State. I'm just it just I just find it odd. I don't hate Iowa State. Either. It's just wild how for a decade we've been finding reasons to say that they're awesome when they've never really been awesome. So I think, and I after when I when I took all the college football magazines with me to Greece. And I was like angrily texting you how all these certain storylines. I wish I would have saved them so I'd be like, why does everyone? Why is everyone fixated? Well, De'Ara King was one of them. I was like, why is everyone obsessed with De'Ara King? Cincinnati was one of them too. I was like, why is everyone obsessed with Cincinnati? Uh, they're they're making me look bad so far. But Iowa State is just one of those teams that everyone is obsessed with, and it just like you said, there's no rhyme or reason to it. They're having an okay season. But you know, the, the people people keep acting like they're you know undefeated and leading the the Big Twelve, and that's what Baylor's doing. Baylor's five and zero and two and zero in the conference. So, yeah, we should point out that we're you and I we don't claim to always be right. Do you remember when I was saying why is everybody obsessed with Tom Herman? Yeah, and James Frank, James <laughs> Franklin is another one here. So maybe Matt Campbell will someday coach the Atlanta Falcons to a Super Bowl and go down as the most decorated NFL coach of all time. I could see them, him getting an NFL job. Um, if Cliff Kingsbury can get one, it's anybody can do it. Uh, next up, I texted you about this. You didn't answer me, so I'm glad we're talking about it here. USC traveling to Notre Dame, 10.5-point favorites. Boy, I like USC big time in this one, Rob. You know I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not high on Notre Dame this year, so uh, – Give me the Trojans, and I, I'm I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards a potential outright victory for them. I think I'm going against you, and I I know it's going to sound really weird when I say because of the tight end, but <laughs> Cole Komet for Notre Dame is really come on lately. He's become like you know their a one target. He had a nice game last week. He's he was coming back from an injury. 
I think the offense will be better now that he is back in there and has kind of established himself as a threat again. Uh, I like I like Notre Dame to cover that. All right, so you're betting on Tony Jones uh, <laughs> to have a good. I'm betting on Tony Jones and a tight end. So I'll tell you what, these Pittman brothers, Michael Pittman on USC, and then his little brother, Micah, is on Oregon. Uh, they're awesome. The Pittman family, they're the kids of Michael Pittman. Remember the running back from the Bucks? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a family. Oh. Everyone's going to the NFL in that family. Um, so maybe maybe that's why Oregon's getting those points. They're, they're factoring the Pittman factor. Um, in, in the uh, take a, in the fall asleep on your couch game of the night, Penn State traveling to Iowa, seven thirty on ABC. How about that? Ah, that's a Big Ten game. Oh, right geez. That's a yeah, that, that's a that's when your dad kicks back in the old Barca lounger <laughs> and starts <laughs> nodding off, and you wonder if you could steal the remote from him. Uh, Penn State is a three point road favorite. Ugh, I don't know who to pick or what to pick in this game. I'm going to take Iowa because they're at home, but I I. Do I don't even want to watch this game. I don't want to think about it. Give me James Franklin, who I've never once doubted in the history of the world. I always thought is the greatest coach ever. Um, I think they'll cover that. Uh, yeah, Noah Kane is really having a good season. Yeah, that's what I going to say. They're starting to find with Slade and Kane. They have that running back by committee, and now it kind of seems like Kane might be the most productive of the bunch. Yeah, and, and it was weird because, you know, he was really – a lot of people thought he was going to go to Texas, and then, then it was like, oh, do they have a spot for him, blah, blah, blah. Texas could – I mean, they would die to have Noah Kane on their team right now. Um, just based on – I'm sorry. He's averaging 5.9 yards a carry. Uh, Journey Brown, whoever that is, <laughs> is actually their leading rusher. They also have Devin Ford. Uh, so, I mean, they, they got guys averaging seven yards a carry, six yards a carry. I just, I just got a message. Okay. Like this. I just got a message unnamed coach that I do not want to name. <laughs> he sent me a link to the tweet of, you know, the Duke coach that yes. we always like to laugh at. That's always <laughs> says, the tweet from the Duke coach says, we don't recruit corners or safeties here. We recruit cheetahs. A one dimensional player is a limited player. Cheetahs only. And the coach that sent it to me said, can rivals please make a cheetah position and rank some <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, like you're an extreme football guy when other football guys make fun of you. Um, yeah, we have when other football coaches are making fun of you. You've gone too yeah. far. So, uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, we're, uh, Louisville traveling to Wake Forest. Wake Forest, a six and a half point favorite, five and zero on the year. Now, uh, I've often talked offline. Their over under for the year was six. So they win this game and they clinch it at least a push there. Uh, I think they're going to win. I don't think Louisville is good, despite them being three and two and being improved. My boy Jamie Newman at home, tough to play. Uh, give me Wake Forest to cover that six and a half point spread. Uh, is Louisville still rolling Jawan Pass out at quarterback? I think Malik Cunningham's been playing the last few games. I know Pass. Let me see who started last week against BC. Um, yeah, Malik Cunningham started last week, so that yeah, that does make them a little better. And uh, I'm going to take. Man, I mean, if they're not, you know, Pass has always been my sticking point with them, and nothing against Pass. I just don't think he's very good in that offense. Um. I'm, I'm going to take the Cardinal. Also, Evan Conley played. Who? Where did they find this kid from? Is he? <laughs> I have no idea who Evan Conley. By the way, uh, so you think this is funny. So last week. Um, A dual threat quarterback from? I think he might Marietta, be. Georgia. I think they might have flipped him when they 
I don't know if he flipped from he's App a State. Five. He's got no article. Three star at Marietta Kell High School. Yeah. Does not appear to have any stories written about. Him yeah. Uh, I think he might have committed to App State and then followed the coaching staff. Um, he's got the old uh, Blaine McAllister list of offers here. Uh, with the <laughs> don't get me started. Uh, Ivy League schools and whatnot. So um, anyway, Evan played last week too, so they're playing two quarterbacks. Neither one of them uh, passed. So let me hear. Let me tell you the story about Malik Cunningham, known to us as Malik, his whole recruitment, right, and the first few years of his college career. Well, evidently his given name is uh, McHale, right? So he decided that he wants to go by McHale now, as, as, as we find out every year where kids randomly change their names, right? Mm-hmm. So he says he wants to go by McHale. So, <laughs> so he, he tells the SID at Louisville, and they put it in. They tell the broadcasters who are doing this game. So the broadcasters are repeatedly calling him McHale because that's what he asked to be called, and Louisville fans lost it on Twitter. His name, <laughs> his name is Malik. Why are you calling him McHale? <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can find some examples. I wish Latford were on to talk about it. Um, uh, let's see. I'm just like they were losing their minds. Um, Somebody well, the entire the entirety of baseball Twitter freaked out on Alex Rodriguez for mentioning Tropical Park, which is a park by my house in Miami that he kind of grew up playing at because he thought that he was calling Tropicana Field where the game was being played Tropical Park, and there are just people screaming at A Rod. It's like he's not even talking about the stadium, guys. Well, it was him and who Jeb Jeb Bush, right? Was also yeah, Jeb, Jeb Bush tweeted out, "Good on A Rod for mentioning Tropical Park." which was the thing that happened because he was talking about the park in Miami where Jeb is also lives, you know, and people, yeah, they got Jeb, they got a rod. It was just <laughs> for no reason. Poor, <laughs> you know, I want to make fun of Jeb like everybody else, but well, man, the poor guy. I believe it. I told my Jeb story on this podcast before, but you know, Jeb and I are buds, so I'm not going to say, I think we both have, I also have a Jeb story. I think I've told him on the podcast. All right. So here's an example of the tweets that were coming from our boy, uh, Chris Williamson. Glad to hear these announcers just doubling down on butchering Malik Cunningham's first name. <laughs> At this point, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. And then, uh, and then uh, someone replied and said he changed his name this morning. <laughs> In the most college football tweet yeah. of all time. Uh, and then, like people, like it's funny because reporters also were like. We're like, hey, like the beat writers, like uh, for people who might get confused, Malik Cunningham will now go by his given first name, McHale. And people are replying like, people are replying like, sure, yeah, right. <laughs> like not believing that, <laughs> basically thinking that I guess the media, you know, the beat reporters were covering up for the announcers. Um, yeah, you know, everything's a grand cover up. One time I went through the old Rivals.com rankings and was looking – this is before I worked at Rivals, I think, with one of my buddies. Uh, we were looking at past number ones, and we spent a good five minutes arguing about who the heck is Patrick Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it turned out he was <laughs> – Yeah. The, we had to look it up. Um, yeah, the names – the names of uh, – <laughs> the name changes. Eli Apple, was, uh, Eli Apple was something before he was Eli Apple. He was Eli Woodard. Oh, really? I didn't know he changed his you name. Know. Yep. Because I wrote a story about it at the Army game, right, when he changed it. Um, 
All right, so moving on. Sorry, we got written down a rabbit hole there. We both pick Wake Forest. Oh, no, you took Louisville. Uh, yeah, I took the Cardinals. So the plus uh, seven. Let me write that down. I apologize. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all over the place. 6.5, excuse me. Uh, the game of the week, which we should have probably talked about much sooner, <laughs> Florida traveling to LSU. LSU, a 13-point favorite at home. That's insane, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm taking the Gators. I against, you know, I was so sure they were going to lose last week, and then they shut me up uh, after watching that game, and I watched the entirety of it. I'm a little bit more impressed with Florida than I was. I think they can hang in this game. I'm going to take LSU <laughs> against my better judgment. I just, we both thought, we both expected uh, Florida to lose last week. I thought Auburn and Auburn's defense played really well. It was just it was two big plays. Um, that kind of really changed the, the whole outcome of the game. But uh, something's up with the line. I, I do think I do think Florida has a, a good defense better than we really expected, especially because a lot of those names don't jump out at us when you look at them. Um, but I just – LSU's offense is rolling. And if they can run the ball at all, which I think is still their Achilles heel, uh, I think they're going to win easily. So – Somebody's. I was listening to somebody else talk about this game, and they said, you know, what if LSU goes down and scores and goes up seven nothing, and that crowd's bumping at night? What's going to happen? And that's kind of sticking in my head. So yeah, I think I'm going to take LSU. Um, two more games left. Utah traveling to Oregon State. Utah 14 point favorite on the on the road against the Beavers. Uh, your your nephew Tyler Huntley's been banged up. All year, same with Zach Moss. Utah is ranked number 15 in the country, which is crazy considering it doesn't feels like they've been almost like irrelevant since that loss to USC. Uh, I'm going to take the Beavers. I've been watching a lot of the Beavers lately. I think they can score uh, even against Utah's defense. And uh, I like the way they're playing. So give me the Beavs plus 14 at home. I think Zach Moss is going to eat. I think that I cannot pick Oregon State on the same podcast where I said the words Oregon State doesn't count as a Power 5 team. I've got to take the Utes. I've got to bet on Huntley, who I love, uh, who I think is a much better quarterback than he gets credit for. I was looking at the the PFF rankings and put as much stock in those as you want, but he ranked pretty high in those things. And they said he's been kind of the victim of drops and injuries too. Uh, I think he'll be able to get it done against a team that I don't think very highly of. I wonder if Moss is going to – Moss has been out. I know it's like – um, like Utah Utes hopeful star running back Zach Moss will be able to play against Oregon State. So. Yeah, hopeful is good enough for me. I'm riding with the Utes. I don't like Utah's like double U uh, mascot logo thing they use. Have you seen they've been pushing that more? No, uh-uh. it's like a U two U's together instead of the U with the little thing on it. Maybe maybe trying to get rid of that little headdress thing or whatever they had on the old one. But uh, it's like an interlocking U. I just, it's not, I'm not a fan. Um, all right, <laughs> moving on as we're almost done. Last but not least, Hawaii traveling to Boise State. Hawaii, four and one, quietly, very quietly. 12 and a half point underdogs uh, on the road at uh, Boise. 62 degrees, beautiful in, in Boise right now. Good weather. And you know what? I like Hawaii. I'm, I'm taking them. I, I am not going to pretend to know anything about this game. I know Hawaii's got a crazy offense that uh, people are writing about that's kind of unique, uh, and they've been really putting up points with it. I don't know a ton about Boise other than I watched them embarrass themselves almost against Florida State, yet somehow still win. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I'll ride with the Rainbow Warriors as well. Give me Hawaii. <laughs> oh, really? I, see, I thought you were going to take Boise. 
Ah, curveball, man. I'll keep people guessing. Boise beating Florida State was really big for them. But at the same time, when you think about it, I mean, we don't think Florida State's very good, right? So. Yeah, but I don't think they're, yeah, I don't think they're, they're very, I don't think they're as good as some people think they are, but I don't think they're as bad as other people think they are, if that makes sense. Um, all right. That wraps up the picks for us. Hopefully I have a bounce back week. We didn't have too many different ones there either. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, you know, we don't want to go on too long as Rob and I both got a bunch of stuff to do. Um, can we talk a little bit about Snoop performing at Kansas here? <laughs> of course. This is a good topic. I wish this happened right after we did the show last week. So we missed it. So uh, for those of you who didn't see it, I'm sure everybody saw it. Um, Kansas had their like midnight madness or whatever they call it. And it's become more and more popular now for t- schools to bring in rappers. I mean, Nebraska had Rick Ross. Uh, Kansas had the spring game as well. Right. Kansas had Rick Ross at the spring football game. So basically they make it a big recruiting weekend now for football and basketball. So if you time, if you plan your midnight madness to go along with uh, a big football weekend, I mean, you can get basketball and football recruits there and other sports too. I mean, you know, women's basketball getting there, they participate in it as well. Other, everyone wants to come see a crazy atmosphere and say, look, this is what it's like to be at a big time school. Uh, So they bring Snoop in and like, we saw like, did you see the bill self promo video for it? Where he was wearing the chain in the record store? Yeah, I saw Right. So, I mean, you know, everyone leans into it. Now, Snoop comes out, and he had pole dancers there, which were fully clothed, by the way. I love- the way that sports writers on Twitter were acting, you would think that they were naked strippers. Right. They're, they're not strippers if they're not naked. Right. Like that's, if they don't strip, they're not technically a stripper. Well, not to, ma- not to mention, and they call them, I forget what the term Kansas used, was like aerial. Acrobatic, or, yeah. aerial dancers. Well, yeah, the, aerial the thing is, like, you can go to any city and take like a pole dance fitness class, you know, like it's not what they were doing. Okay. Sure. They were doing moves that are, you know, historically associated with strippers, but at the same time, it's like, who, who are we really that? If I know it's the Midwest, but I mean, you know, come on. So Snoop also had one of these money gun things, which he was spraying out fake uh, money with. (laughs) During the Kansas like investigation for paying players, which is the best part, right? So that, I think he sprayed it at the players, right? Did he shoot? Yeah, I mean, as our old friend Zach Zoskin will say, you don't want to get caught with fake money uh, when we're in the middle of a controversy. Uh, <laughs> if we remember the trouble he got into over that, um, those pictures that were posted. So I, I think, like, sure, like you know, was it a little? Uh, was it a little? brazen of kansas to be you know essentially flaunting fake money and all that stuff now snoop is also the other problem is adidas is tied up in this scandal and snoop is signed with adidas and so you know there's some there was some concern there so kansas ends up coming out and apologizing for the whole thing and i think that see that was the bad move right you gotta lean into the heel like i mean if you're gonna do that just lean into it what would have happened if they wouldn't have apologized was the NCAA going to get them harder for having – no, nothing was going to happen. Well, so I think one of the things that like really – one of the things that really uh, made people mad – I think people were mad who were there because like, you know, these Midnight Madness things are also sort of like family friendly, you know, <laughs> like they're usually free. And I think Snoop did like unedited – I think he did like – he didn't do like the radio edit versions of his songs. Like, 
So yeah, so yeah, there was some cussing, right? So I think that's really what made it mad. Now, now, so here's so so Snoop went on Howard Stern yesterday, and Howard asked him about it, and Snoop said, and also before before you go on, Snoop went on Howard Stern yesterday is like a 1994 sentence. If I <laughs> yeah, you could right. you could see it live on E. Uh, remember when E used to have the Howard Stern on late at night? Yeah, I do. <laughs> about 1997, right. which is also the Snoop Dogg had a, a relevant album. Uh, you're being hard on Snoop. Snoop's, Snoop's still Snoop's still in the zeitgeist for sure. Name what was the name of Snoop Dogg's last record? Oh, I have no idea what that is. But I'd say he's had a relevant. Yeah, he definitely had that record like mid 2000s with Pharrell. Remember? Yeah, nobody knows the name of. It. If we don't know the name of it or any of the songs, no, you know the songs like that song with Pharrell. I know the names of the songs. Though. You know that song, "Beautiful." Come on. That was a super. Was that on a Snoop record or was that on a? Pharrell? No, that was on a Snoop record, but Pharrell produced the whole album. So okay. that that was probably his last super big. Uh, and then he's changed his name and blah blah blah. Snoop, let me tell you something. I'm gonna defend Snoop now. Snoop, I know, I know you will. You Snoop live performance is better than any rapper you're gonna see, strippers or not. He can actually rap and not run out of breath and doesn't have 50 people on stage yelling. At the same time, I mean, rap. The thing that a lot of people don't tell you is live rap concerts are horrible, right? Some of them are fine. Snoop is fine. Kanye West puts on a good show. I went to see the Wu Tang Clan. They actually did. There were a hundred people on stage, but they rapped and did well. Um, but yeah, there are some other ones that have. Been yeah, like uh, one time I went and saw Fifty Cent, and it was. I mean, it was ungodly. Like it was horrible. But anyway, so Snoop says. When you pay for Snoop Dogg, you're going to get Snoop Dogg, <laughs> which, which kind of reminds me of the old like Chris Rock bit when he was like, oh, tiger went crazy at the zoo. And it's like, no, the tiger went tiger, you know? Um, <laughs> so Snoop, you know, Kansas apologized. We made it. This is uh, Jeff Long, uh, Kansas's athletic director, which didn't he used to be like in charge of the college football playoff or something? He was on the committee. Yeah. Um, we made it clear to the entertainers and managers that we expected a clean version of the show and took additional steps to communicate to our fans, including moving the artist to the final act of the evening to ensure no basketball activities would be missed if anyone did not want to stay for his show. Uh, and he, I, I offer a personal apology to those who were offended. Nah. Uh, so anyway, the bottom line is, and this goes for all schools, like if you're going to try to be cool and bring in rappers and do stuff like that, you, you know, don't, don't be surprised, right? Like is, is anyone surprised about what happened? I heard from somebody that I trust that is kind of a insider over there at Kansas that they set him up with a place in Allen Fieldhouse where he was allowed to smoke weed before the show, <laughs> which made my friend totally curious about the amount of times people have smoked weed in basketball arenas. It can't be college basketball arenas. It can't be that well, remember, But yeah, according to people that would know, they gave him like a special dressing room where he was just allowed to. So, I mean, if you're really lo- looking for the clean version of Snoop, I don't think you set him up with the weed room, probably. <laughs> well, it was just a couple, it was just a couple of weeks ago that we had the guy being offended that Little Wayne was smoking weed inside, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and that was in, I thought that was in like Kansas City or something. So, or St. That was in St. Louis. Sorry. Uh, you know, flyover country all blends in together for me. Uh, but anyway, this is going to keep happening. This is not the first time this is going to happen. Um, the, and I promise you every single recruit that was there loved it, right? 
Oh yeah, definitely. That's what what makes me a little bit suspicious of. Did they tell him to do a clean version with a wink, wink, nudge, nudge? Um, because if the if the purpose is to sell the recruits, as it is largely, um, there may have been a air quote situation with. Can you do a clean version of the show? <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Now we didn't really talk about Rutgers when they fired uh, Chris Ash, uh, which because when, when that's not that big of a deal for us. I do find it odd. Why did they bring him? Why didn't they fire him in the offseason if they knew they're going to fire him three games into the year? I don't know. That's that's the the argument that you make about Charlie Strong, too, when people are saying he's a job might be in jeopardy. You can't fire somebody this soon, or else it's just a waste of bringing him in for five games. Right. I don't, yeah, exactly. You might as well have fired him and then given the other coach a whole. So now this whole year is completely lost. Uh, So, (laughs) so do you know who the interim coach is for. I, I okay. <laughs> I wait till I cannot wait to tell you. So it's one of the most <laughs> New Jersey things you're ever going to hear when I say the guy's name. So is it the guy? No, no. <laughs> I'll wait till I get to the name. So, <laughs> so they were in the so they were in the news this week because our boy Arthur Sitkowski uh, didn't play last week, and it was because he he had gone in and asked the coach to redshirt now we saw this with uh dark horse heisman Kennedy, Derek king he he's sitting out the year and uh, now that they fired the coach sitkowski also wants to do the same so they say it was great right okay sure okay well the running back uh raheem blackshear who i think was wasn't he a big wasn't he a relatively big recruit for them let me look him up i don't remember him I, his name sounds so familiar um i feel like he i feel like he was plus you know he is from up in that area so you never know Oh, no, he was a two-star. Come on, Friedman. Uh, so anyway, Raheem decides he wants to sit out too, right, Rob? Okay, yep. well, that was not uh, – somehow it was not okay with the coach, right? Am I disappointed by it? Incredibly. Do I understand it? I guess so. I guess that's the way the world is now, said interim coach Nunzio Capanelli. <laughs> well. Rutgers, not in a related story, Rutgers has become Rob's favorite. favorite Nunzio is his first name. I love it. You know, give me some good Italian American representation any day. I hope Rutgers goes undefeated and wins the national championship. Fried, Friedman was saying, oh, if they, he was like, if they keep Nunzio on the staff with the new coaches, they're probably going to get a lot of transfers. I was like, yeah. Like, as an Italian, I feel like I can say this. If they keep Nunzio on the staff, they're going to get a lot of roided up New Jersey <laughs> They want to play middle linebacker and fight at 2 a.m. Right. outside so, of Lawrence. So Nunzio, though, is mad. I think this is a game about your team. It's about sacrificing personal accomplishment for the success of the team. But that's the world they live in, and they got a couple of people telling them, worry about you, worry about you. Um, and then he goes on about his kids and et cetera. So we, we both probably know that these guys are gone, right? Although yes. I don't know where Archer's going to go, but the running back, I mean, he's going to, he's good. If he decides he wants to leave, I think he's going to have all types of opportunities of like. Archer could go to FCS. Right, exactly. Fine, which is probably where he should have right, went. Right. So uh, now um, Raheem was the team captain, which I also find. But I mean, I guess so was, uh, you know, so was DR King. Dark, Dark, excuse yeah. me, Dark Horse Uh But if you look at uh, Raheem's stats, let's see. Last year he had 586 yards rushing and 367 yards receiving. So, I mean, this is a guy that can do a little bit of everything. And I think he's going to end up 
find himself. But what would you say? I also saw Tennessee had a receiver, Brandon Johnson, who's a senior who's doing it and to save a year. What what percentage of these guys do you think are going to end up staying at the schools where they're deciding to redshirt? Well, Derek King's not coming back, right? Like, there's just no way. And it'll probably be a case by case situation. I know he said he was, but he's not. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I wouldn't say very many of them. Yeah, I don't. I think I think he's probably. I think a lot of them are uh, are going to end up somewhere else just because. And it's it's. I don't think that maybe they have the intention of doing it, but you're going to have tons of opportunities. It's like so. Do you say, hey, I'm going to you know, especially a guy like Blackshear. Who's already decided to sit up this season? He's got two years left. I mean, I just, I just think there's going to be opportunities elsewhere. And we're going to, the player movement is only going to, uh, only going to continue. It's not going to slow down. So, you know, speaking of dark horse Heisman candidate Derek King and other running gags on this podcast, we, I can't let us go two weeks without making a cow, a cow secondary <laughs> joke, right? We, I mean, we have to reference that. Yeah. So, so the cow secondary. Let's see. They, 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 they kind of shut down Herbert last week. Did you see? Well, I'm going to pull up the uh, passing defense stats here for the nation. Let's see where the uh, the vaunted Cal secondary ranks. Um, how should we sort this by yards, passing yards per game? Sure. Okay. So Wisconsin ranks number one. Cal. Oh boy, I'm scrolling here. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best secondary in the country. Did I miss them? There's no way they can be this far down the list. Uh, Woody, I got to tell you, I can't find him on here. <laughs> like, <I don't. laughs> you might be missing it because you, you search for California. I'm not. Yeah, I'm looking for California. I'm just scrolling. Kansas State at eight. Temple at ten. Oh, I thought you were like in the fifties or something. No, because I, I went back up because I couldn't. I was down in the fifties because I should. I look on Pro Football Focus. Yeah, because I'm not seeing Tennessee at fifty. Oh, California under Tennessee at fifty-eight. The fifty-eighth. Ranked pass defense in the country. <laughs> one <laughs> slot above Hawaii, one slot below Duke. Yeah, I can't find – they're not on the first page. They're not in the yeah. top 50 on pro football focus. 58 in, in yards per game. So that, hey, that's a narrative that's been guess, guess who's number one? Guess who's number one in the pro football focus? Wisconsin. Didn't you yeah, say they were number one on your list? Over here too, yeah. Wisconsin, it goes Wisconsin, Missouri, Memphis, Clemson, Ohio State, and then UTSA. It was one of the worst teams in college football. Um, yeah, I think it, the reason they're so high is because nobody throws the ball because they can just run it. <laughs> so um, this one is Wisconsin, Washington, USF, number three. Oh, wait, no, excuse me. You know why I'm looking at 2017? No wonder. I was like, how is USF so so high? So maybe Wisconsin isn't number one. No, Ohio State is number one. Oregon is number two. Then Missouri, Utah, Georgia. I got so, Missouri. I got Oregon at number nine here. In the- Cal is number 39. So – Right above Delaware. <laughs> the Delaware only has one game I graded, though. So anyway, all right, moving on. Time for Tweet of the Week because uh, we had to get moving. The I had a couple. The one that really caught my eye and Lackford sent me to this was Josh Jacobs, who was a three-star, you know, uh, late late take by Alabama. Nobody wanted him, et cetera, right? We, yep. we, I'd like to bring on – there's a whole backstory to his recruitment. I don't really know the ins and outs of. Bottom line is – he emerged late and up going to Alabama. So he says, they told me I wasn't good enough. Interesting. And puts puts two uh, 
puts two pictures of him scoring against uh, Chicago because he had a really good game when they were playing in in uh, England, right? So he says they took. Yep. They told me I wasn't good enough. So our boy uh, at Freezum underscore says you went to Bama and was a first round pick. L M A O. Fifty three thousand likes on that one, you know. So, yeah, plane tickets for free. You'd never see me. Yeah, so he got them there, and then I also laughed really hard at uh, our boy uh, Steve Costello. He used to work at UMass, and there's this viral picture going around, and it's some nice house with a pool, and it says, "This is your house. You get paid twenty five thousand dollars an hour just for living it here, but you can never listen to rap music again. What are you doing?" And our boy Steve says, Alexa, play Coldplay. <laughs> she made me laugh. I know it's an easy, that's a low-hanging fruit, but uh, still made me laugh, especially if you uh, know our boy uh, Steve and his personality. So not a lot of great tweets this week, but, uh, you know, always making fun. By the way, do people set out to do those just to get engagements? Like, Yeah, 100%. It's either people trying to get engagements and get their cloud up or just lonely people. Yeah. The other one, the other one that I really wish we could interact with, did you see this one from Max Preps of this thing saying, can you name a more lit high school band or some blase band playing? I got five on it. Yeah. It's like come to Northwestern where we play masterpiece, Mr. Ice Cream Man on repeat. Yeah. That ice, when, when, and they sing too. That's the other thing. Like the bands in Miami and Atlanta sing, like especially here we'll often get, uh, ludicrous as you know move get out the way yep uh and the way they like edit themselves with like the the big tubers or whatever they're called yeah the horns. right it's so funny like i'm sorry this band you know offense this band as i tweeted it's not lit um <laughs> it's average uh, all right rants and recommendations did i write something down okay i did okay rob i don't know if you're guilty of this or not but the amount of people who insist on telling people that they don't watch stuff on Twitter has reached a critical mass. Have you seen this? No, I don't think that's – no, that's definitely not something I do. But, yeah, I have seen it. It was bad with Game of Thrones. Right. I always love how you say Game of Thrones. You always like – you like enunciate it differently. I don't know. I can't describe it. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah, people will say – so it was happening with Friends a lot. Oh, it's the 25th anniversary of Friends this week. And people insist on saying, replying, I never never watched one, never seen it. <laughs> okay, well, why do you feel the need to tell people that? So I'm going to search right now. Never seen an episode, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And all we have is tweets. Uh, our boy, this, Damon, is this actual Damon Wayans? It is. Damon Wayans Jr. says, is it racist that I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Um, but the, what I get mad is when people reply to people saying they've never seen an episode. Like, and then, oh, you got to watch it? Or like, well, no, just congratulations. like, I don't, yeah, right, right. Who cares? You know, like, if someone's right, like, okay, you and I have never seen any of these superhero movies, right? Yep. Actually, you know, you know what? When I, when I was in Greece, uh, we got a TV and I logged into Netflix there and everybody was so excited because Netflix has Greek subtitles and they can watch all the movies and whatnot. So they were watching Guardians of the Galaxy, which I was told by a lot of people was one of the more palatable superhero movies. 
it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Like from like how these movies don't get zero on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it, it blows my mind. <laughs> I know I'm way out on like I'm completely on an island here, but as a piece of cinematic work, it's terrible. Like it's just terrible. The dialogue, the lame jokes. I mean, a critical point in the movie comes, right? Where this guy, spoiler alert, by the way. Well, I know Batista is in it from WWE fame. So that Okay, so, so this villain like crashes on this planet, evidently, and kills one of the characters, at least from what I gathered. I didn't get past this scene <laughs> with the guy Groot, who's like a tree, I guess. Yeah, I'm familiar with Groot. Yeah, okay. he's, he's infiltrated the lexicon to where everybody knows what he is. So he kills the tree, right? Groot. And then he has like this purple stone or whatever. And once he whips it out, he's about to wipe everybody off the planet or whatever, right? All he has to do is engage it or something. And Chris Pratt, who who I enjoy very much, another, you know, great on the OC, great on Parks and Recreation, starts singing some song, right? I can't remember. It's like a, it's a horror. It was a stupid song too. He starts singing. And everyone stops, and this evil mastermind villain is like, what are you doing? (laughs) And he's like, distracting you, you dummy. And then he, like, takes, like, jumps and knocks the rock out of his hand and, like, saves the day or whatever. And, I mean, it's so... The way you got to look at it, I guess, is this. The movies are four kids and four people where it presses the nostalgia buttons, right? And the reason that we don't get it is because we are neither kids nor people that were really into comic books as kids. I assume I wasn't. I don't think they were your thing either, were they? No, I'm sorry. So I think that's why we are the outliers here. I think for other people, this is like their childhood, right? Rebroadcast. This would be like... I was too busy watching baseball and wrestling. This would be like if there was a 90s WWE movie that was terrible. I would watch it and claim it was good no matter how awful it was. And I think for a good portion of the male population at least, and probably female as well, this was their childhood. So they're able to look the other way on things like Chris Pratt singing to distract the villain. I mean, I I wanted to smash the TV. I was like, that's the other thing is like, I get like legitimately angry. Like we're watching like... uh, I remember, didn't I? Didn't I make you watch the trailer to Deadpool, and you got angry, right? Yeah, I don't understand that one. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. I'm sorry, it's not funny. I hate to break it to you. If and if you like the movies, I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you. But anyway, the bottom line is, as you can hear, we both don't like these movies. When one of them comes out, like when the what was the, the last Avengers movie count came out and everyone was tweeting about it. I'm not replying to every person to be like, never seen it, never watched it. I'm not part of the Marvel universe. <laughs> I, like I said I, earlier in episodes of the podcast, I get the appeal. Sometimes some things are just not for you. That doesn't mean they're legitimately bad. Like I understand why people don't like wrestling. And so I get why people, but I do. And I get why some people like the superhero movies. Uh, I, they're just not for me. And I think that's the best way to put it. I'm not as angry um, as you are. Right. They're, no, they're not for me. Exactly. Which is why I don't get that mad about it. Like, but when I actually sit down and watch one, it was like when someone told me that the, oh, the Dark Knight, oh, this is, should win an Oscar. Yeah, an Oscar for being a horrible movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> dark movie sucks. The I dark don't know how I avoided sucks. that one. The closest thing to a superhero movie I've ever seen was one of my college roommates when I was, uh, you know, I think summer between my sophomore and junior year of college made me watch daredevil with ben affleck 
it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I mean, yeah. it was legitimately bad. Uh, <laughs> and I think even superhero people don't like that one. Um, well, I thought Ben Affleck was Batman. He's also another one. He's Daredevil. Well, he was Daredevil in 2004, whatever year it was. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, now we sound like old, get off my lawn, old men. But I'm sorry. The Dark Knight was a terrible movie. And it, I, I thought it ended like 50 times. I'm like, is it over yet? It's like, oh, the, the, the Joker. Oh, he's so dark and mysterious. No, he's not. He's corny and lame. And all those movies are corny and lame. And I hate them all. <laughs> I think this rant went from people that <laughs> people that go on Twitter to say they've never seen something to I hate superheroes. Well, somehow I've seen. Here's the thing: people know I don't like superhero movies, and then and then they tell me, "Oh, Woody, I know you don't like them, but this one's different. Now you're really gonna like this one." Well, look to, to bring this full circle. That's kind of how before I started watching Game of Thrones. That's kind of how I felt. Because it was like, you know, I don't like dragon stuff. I don't like Harry Potter. I don't like Lord of the Rings. And everybody's like, oh, but this is different, the writing. And it is, I guess. You know, I did end up enjoying Game of Thrones when I watched it. Uh, But that's just the typical talking point, I think, for people. Well, bottom line is don't ever tell me to watch a superhero movie. And don't ever make – did I tell – have I told the story on the podcast about the time I took a girl on a date to see Spider-Man? I don't don't know. All right. So let's flash back to high school. So, uh, you know, I was one of the few people with a car, which was a big deal back in the day. And, uh, you know, getting to Eugene was also a a trek from Cottage Grove, even though it was like, seriously, like 20 minutes. It seems like it was, you know, 100 miles or something. Uh, So I had this some girl that I had, you know, had my eye on. I asked her, I said, let's go to the movies. So we decided to go to the movies, right? And I said, yeah, what do you want to see? And uh, that was the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire was out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, just trying to pick a movie. You don't know what she's going to like, whatever. Uh, so I was like, do you want to see Spider-Man? And she was like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's go see it, right? <laughs> so we go see it. And <laughs> obviously I hated it more than it. <laughs> I was like, I would have rather watched uh, a propaganda film or something. I was sitting there when I don't like a movie, I start like squirming around in my seat and like sighing and like putting my face (laughs) in my hands. I get real exasperated when I don't like a movie. So I'm just like being tortured, especially the dude Willem Dafoe's on like a surfboard surfing around. And, you know, I, I, I was just losing my mind at how horrible it was. Right. Yep. So we get out of the movie and I'm like, what a terrible movie. And she's like, oh, really? I kind of liked it. And I was like, how could you like it? You know, she's like, oh, it's actually the second time I've seen it. <laughs> and you can imagine me unloading on this girl. What a, Needless to say, the date didn't go. I was like, why would you make me see this horrible movie if you've already seen it? Why didn't you say you already saw it when we were trying to decide a movie? Uh, and she was kind of soft-spoken. I'm just ranting at her. <laughs> Needless to say, it was. A, it would take a certain kind of woman to go on a date with you. Needless to say, it was a long car ride back to Cottage Grove uh, from the old uh, Gateway Mall there in Eugene. Why is the psychopath screaming at me about Spider-Man? <laughs> I was like, he's on his surfboard. He's surfing around in the sky, like <laughs> uh, so unrealistic. 
even though I like I like uh, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, I guess it's because it's established. It's a fantasy world. What makes me mad? Uh, so, uh, what was her name? Uh, her name was Diana. Diana, if you're listening, get my DMs, baby. I I won't make you see Spider Man. I probably go see <laughs> Spider Man with you. Diana was cute. She was uh, not in my social circle either, so so we didn't really know each other real well. But she, uh, oh, even this. Yeah. So you barely knew her when you started screaming at her. About oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I ran it. You've seen me rant at strangers in public. Um, by the way, I actually had a. I had a. <laughs> this is this real quick before we go. I went to this coffee shop by my house, which I've taken you to before, called uh, Choco Latte. Remember, it's like a little kitschy. They got like, you know, all types of mismatched furniture and whatnot. Do you remember it? You've been to it. Anyway. I go to it? Yeah, I took you there. You oh, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. I've heard you talk about it. But yeah, that, I know what place you're talking about. Okay, so I go there a lot. or I, don't know, I wouldn't say a lot, but enough that there was a barista there who knew my name and my order, which I consider it means you go there a lot. Um, but they have a trivia question every day, and they put it on the – they put it on the chalkboard. If you answer the trivia question, right, you get like 20 cents off your order or something, right? (laughs) High stakes. Right. Y'all put it on my social media, see if people know what it is. So today's question was, uh, Steve-O of Jackass fame, uh, you know, attended which college? But they had starred out the two S's in Jackass, Right. Oh boy, yeah. And I was like, you I was like, you know what? Jackass is an animal, right? That's the name of the animal. Why did you guys feel and it was clear that they had written it one way and then someone came in and chained and like because you could see it's a chalkboard. You could tell there were smear marks where they had erased the S's and replaced them with stars. And I was like, Boy, that's how you know Atlanta is still the South. My right. Friend. And I was like, why did you guys feel the need to do that? And she was like, oh, I don't know. The manager, the manager did it. And I was like, why? I was like, jackass is an animal. This is another egg slut situation. It- do you think anybody else in their right mind would have stopped to have a conversation with them? Well, I'm, I mean, look, I'm all, I understand uh, foul language. Okay. If it was, you know, if it was just the word by itself, a jackass, if we Google jackass, Okay, first of all, it's the name of a movie, which is like super popular in the pop culture, right? So number one, it's like, it's already out there, okay? Okay, jackass, noun, number one definition, a stupid person. Number two definition, a male ass or donkey. So in in essence, a mule is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Look, I don't go to shop coffee shops that don't have aereo dancers and money guns anyway, so I can't. Can't really relate to this. Well, guess what? I don't like jackasses, the animals, anyway, either. So I'm not on their side. I was nearly attacked as a child. Okay. Uh, so the bottom line is, can we please tone it back with the censorship on this stuff? I mean, it's like you watch a show on MTV, and every other word they're they're beeping, beeping, beeping. It's like you're MTV. Aren't you supposed to be cool and young? Can you just run this unedited? Hey, I got censored on this podcast once for saying the name of the main character in the Bible. <laughs> well, we definitely – that was the thing. We don't do as much censorship now that we don't have uh, – although, didn't – didn't you drop an F-bomb or something that I had to edit like a 10 episodes ago? did. Ah, jeez. Yeah, you, people be slipping up. Um, so anyway, big shot to Chaco Latte. They were also out of the main ingredient uh, to make uh, the Oreo uh, whatever I ordered, so – 
maybe not a big shout to them. Um, so she didn't have a good answer, by the way. So did we ever find out the answer to the question? No, I didn't. I usually answer. I usually ask. Oh, Stevo College degree. Um, he went to. He graduated from Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Clown College. Nah, of course. Is that? Wait, I, is I, that I have a cousin that once dated a clown, <laughs> which like a real clown, like a serious one, not like a circus clown, like a mime. And I always thought that would be like, I don't know. <laughs> there are so many questions there that I can't ask on this podcast. Okay, listen. Steve would have been in the transfer portal. Listen to this. He attended the University of Miami. <laughs> He's hey. a perfect fit. Him and Braxton Berrios could totally hang out. Um, he attended Miami but dropped out after one year due to poor grades and acts of disobedience in school. He also attended the University of New Mexico from 96 to 97. So he transferred from Miami to New Mexico. <laughs> and then he, to Ringling Park Brothers Clown College. And then he went to the Clown College, which, by the way, is that in Sarasota? Where is it? Location, uh, Venice, Florida. Yeah. Wow. The other the other coast. Uh, well, no. Venice is right down there by... by uh, Oh, Venice, Florida. I thought you, you meant like Venice Beach, California. No, right down there by where we're – because remember when we're in Sarasota, there's all well, – Yeah, of- Sarasota is like – yeah, there's like streets named after the – and aren't the Ringling Brothers like notoriously horrible to elephants or something? They're, they're on the bad list or something. There's some problematic ordeal. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for uh, the China podcast. We can touch on that as well. That wraps it up for Woody and Rob. We were doing a short episode, and then you got me talking. So uh, we'll be back hopefully on Sunday with a recap. Tell a friend. iTunes, by the way, is going away. So you got to use that podcast app to leave us a review. iTunes is gone. Have you seen it? It's been legislated out of. Is it taking all our reviews away that cause SEC homers? Uh, no. Oh, wait. Hey, wait. We did get a new, we did get a new uh, rating. Hold on. Most recent. Oh, no. We just got a five-star rating. We did not get. Hey, thank you. We did not get a review. So we're up to 107. The last review is still, please remake two morons discuss football. <laughs> <laughs> which is a good one i really want you know if we started selling commitment issues gear with that on the back would anybody buy it do you think uh no, no i mean i could make some t-shirts no chance i got a i definitely have a tumbler in my house that somebody gave us with the old podcast logo on it so uh yeah, yeah. it's one of a kind by the way turvis tumbler also down there in the sarasota area so how are they not out of business yet have you been to anywhere in the South for a football? People are drinking out of those things yeah, left and right. right. Um, All right, we got to get out of okay, here. Okay, that wraps it up. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.